0: This is
1: Exit Velo, powered by BacksportsPage.com.
0: This is Exit Velo, podcast number 20. I know there's been a lull in sports as a whole, and we're just trying to give you content that you'll love. We're counting down the top 10 third basemans, as well as a rookie to watch, and some honorable mentions. I'm here with my main men, Ryan and Adam. How are you guys doing today? Doing great.
1: Gucci. Trying to hang in there.
0: Oh, We all are. We all are.
1: The the DeAndre Hopkins trade got me a little bit excited. Yes, so. it,
0: that was interesting. Cardinals, Kyler Murray, what do you guys think about that?
1: Get rid of Bill O'Brien, man. Yeah. It's time. He, he it's, just, you got to get rid of
0: stinks, him. But just, let's get into baseball right? right off the bat. Who's your rookie to watch at third base this year, guys?
2: Adam, I'll let you go first. Thank you. So... I would have to say, without a doubt, it has to be Alec Boehm, and I hope I'm saying his last name right, and he is excellent, and he looks like a cornerstone player for the Phillies. He had 21 home runs across three levels last season, and there's a reason why the Phillies got rid of Mikil Franco. I mean, he wasn't great for them in the first place, but also because of the rise of Alec Boehm, and they like him a lot better there than Scott Kingery. I'd also like to mention that he has 30-plus homer potential, Number three overall pick in 2018 and bat at 409 in spring training too. So he's the real deal.
1: I like Carter Boom, and I'm going to take it a step further. I think he is my pick to win the National League Rookie of the Year. Um,
0: Nice. That
1: that might be a stretch, but I know that we've talked about Rendon and Strasburg in the past and whether the Nationals should have kept Rendon or, or Strasburg, whatever. We all think that they made the right choice, and I think we're all high on kiboom, and he obviously has some big, big shoes to fill, but they're comfortable with him for a reason. He's been, he He made his debut last year in the major leagues. He's been a top prospect for a long time now. I know that he was struggling early on in spring, and I know he didn't have the greatest numbers on the tail end of 2019, but I think this kid is good. I don't think that we should be taking spring training and 100 at-bats that seriously. He's good. He can play. He has power, too, and he can field the ball pretty nicely. I like Kibum a lot.
0: Kibum is a beast. I'm going to have to go with Bobby Dalbeck. I know the Red Sox are in a rebuild. He's going to get a lot of at-bats. He hit 59 home runs in the past two seasons in the minors. He also plays a little bit of first base, but he's primarily a third baseman. Watch this, kid. Honorable mentions. Who do you guys got?
2: I have Chris Bryant and Gio Urshela, and I know what you guys are going to say. You're going to say that Chris Bryant should belong in the top ten and not in their honorable mentions. But I would have to disagree because 30 homers is not what it used to be, fellas. Now it's pretty much 35 and above. 20s the norm. 30 still impressive, but when you have at- – pretty much average fielding, and there's a lot of good defensive third basemen in this mix. And Brian can definitely get back to 40, but he hasn't shown up the past few years. So I think this is going to be what we're going to see from him, 30 homers year in, year out, more often than 40 home runs.
1: The, The fact that you even have, I mean, I personally have Chris Bryant in my top 10 but I'm not going to argue with you about having him just outside because – Just
0: argue. Just argue, guys. No,
1: <laughs> it, it, it's, not, it's, not even, it's not even about arguing. It's just the fact that the third base position is so stacked. It's, it's not even a knock on Chris Bryan or a knock on anyone. Just this position is very, very good. With that being said, Rafael Devers and Justin Turner, in my honest <laughs> opinion, all <laughs> 11 and 12. Devers
0: is out of it. Ooh. Devers Damn.
1: is out of it because I want to see him do it for more than a calendar year, personally. Okay, That's fair. Okay, That's a okay. fair point. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if next year we're having the same conversation and he's top three. But I want to see him do it for a full, more than one calendar year. And Justin Turner is on the outside as well. He's very good, but I just think that the talent level at this position is is elite, personally. And he's obviously fallen off. His age is getting up there. But he obviously can still get the job done for the Dodgers, who are, who are a World Series favorite.
0: Great point. Third base might be the most stacked position in baseball right now. My honorables are Manny Machado and Chris Bryant. Like Adam said, not really surprised. Look at Eugenio Suarez. He hits 49 home runs, and he might not even crack one of your top ten lists. He's in mine, but that being said, Machado, with all that big money, I need to see something out of him because last year didn't show me much. Let's get into the top ten.
2: Who's your 10th man here? So, just perfect segue right there, Q, but my 10th man is Machado, although he had a def- definitely a bit of a rough year in San Diego. He still hit 30-plus home runs. He's still a premier defensive third baseman, and honestly, San Diego kind of uh, saps the power out of everyone. So, it's not easy to hit home run balls there, and... Machado can definitely be a little better on the offensive side. Defensively, he's still one of the best third basemen in the game.
1: I have Machado at 10 also, and I honestly think this can this can obviously go a lot higher because we've seen what Machado can do. But I also want to see a good season out of Eric Hosmer also because I think he gives Machado a lot of protection in that
0: lineup. Exactly. So that's I think, why
1: I don't have him in there. Yeah, that's a fair point. I think that Machado can easily be top five. I think he has top five talent, but... The numbers over the last two seasons just have not been there, and that's why I have him barely making it.
0: People can pitch around him. That lineup doesn't really phase me too much. At number 10, I'm going to shock the world. I got Vlad Guerrero Jr. He hit 15 home runs in 120 games last year. I know that doesn't sound too sexy, but of what we've seen, he is electric. He's going to get better year by year. And I think he cracks my top 10. this list is for 2020, not 2019. He's going to play the whole slate of whatever we have this year. And number nine, let's get it.
2: I have your man, uh, Eugenio Suarez, which I think is the actual Ah. pronunciation of his name. And although he had 49 home runs next year, and honestly, he could be a top five third baseman too. Not so bad with the glove, but... Just, the other guys are just a bit more complete offensively and a bit more consistent offensively too. But he's one of the most one of the more under the radar third basements the league. He can definitely hit 50 home runs, which be very much something, and that could certainly crack him in the top five by the end of the season.
1: I have Miguel know at nine guys last mm. year. Uh, last year, what, what was a nice season for him? He had a career high in home runs. The batting average is low, but look at this, 247 batting average and a 346 on-base percentage. I know Out. that the on-base percentage isn't that great, but I think when your on-base percentage is 100 points higher than your batting average, that uh, that's something to not knock on. Um, on top of the 34 homers, like I said, 79 runs batted in. And with Josh, I mean, it, I, he's probably going to be at play first base now that I think about it. So maybe I should probably reconsider this. But yes, with
0: revision that, but
1: but with Josh Donaldson in that lineup, Sino is going to have a lot better numbers, I think.
0: And you're saying Jose Ramirez isn't in your top ten over Sano? Oof.
1: I, I think I think he is a little too consistent, Jose Ramirez. Personally,
2: ooh, he was so consistent. He kept getting better until last season, where he literally broke a bone in his hand, which is not that. serious. I know, but
1: but I think he has a lot of streaks where he it's like two ten for a month, and then it's only for like the first two months. He's like Mark Tischer. Remember how slow of a starter he was, and then he finally got into it. I want to see Jose Ramirez do it from April. Okay. To September or okay, October. That's
0: fair. That's fair. At number nine, I got Moncada. The White Sox got a whole lot better. He's a great player, a top prospect. He's going to break through. He had a good season last year. It's going to turn great this year. We're going to go to number eight, Adam. What you got?
2: Yeah, I'm just one step ahead of you there, Q. I got Moncada as number eight. And nice. I love that guy. I mean – Ever since the Red Sox kind of stole him away from the Yankees trying to get him and then trade him to the White Sox, I've been a big fan of him. And he really cut down his strikeout numbers last year. Still strikeout heavy, but not as much as he was two years ago. He can definitely be a 30-30, if not 30-40 type player. And this guy, this guy's the limit for him. So he'll be a really fun player for the White Sox.
1: Chris Bryant for me. He's not the Chris Bryant of a few years ago. And like you said, Adam, 30 home runs is not what it used to be, even when Chris Bryant won that MVP. But he's still a pretty damn good ball player. And I know that his fielding isn't the isn't like Matt Chapman's at all or Nolan Arenado's at all. But he's still, in my honest opinion, I mean, it would not surprise me if he's a top five MVP candidate this year at all. But he has been on a bit okay, of a downfall. Okay,
0: okay. I got Devers coming in at this position. Why? He exploded for 32 home runs and 115 RBIs in his age 22 season. He also slashed a 311 batting average, 361, and 555 with a 5.9 war. He's only going to get better, but that team might be bad, so I might revise
2: that later on. Going on, Adam. Who you got? I have the aforementioned Jose Ramirez, and I looked at his injury. He had a right fractured hammock, which I didn't realize was even a part of the the hand. So, and those injuries tend not to be serious, and it's not something that's really going to affect him long term. So, I think he can go back to maybe not quite his twenty eighteen form, but he can still definitely be a thirty thirty player. Even last year, he still was a great player, almost a twenty twenty, almost a twenty five twenty five player, and. I think he's going to step up for this much-needed offensive – for a much-needed offensive boost in this Indians lineup.
1: I have Suarez at seven. I think that – He's more than just uh, whatever he did. I mean, last year he had 49 home runs, which is (laughs) obviously is incredible. But even the year before that, guys, he had 34 home runs, and he was an all-star. And he actually drove in more runs in 2018 than he did in 2019. So Suarez is not a player where he's a one-year wonder. He's been at this for a long while, being one of the better power hitters in the game. And... Cincinnati is going to be a very fun team to watch this year. And I think that might even motivate him a little bit to have some better numbers.
0: Most definitely. And that Reds team got a whole lot better. Interesting team to watch this year. I got Jose Ramirez as well here. Just like Adam said, his hand injury, not really something to really worry about. I think the Indians will have a better, healthier season this year. Going in at number six, Adam, who you got?
2: Well, now I have Raphael Devers, and I actually got a cool story for you guys. I met the guy who helped fix his swing while he was injured, and he worked with him in a private facility for like eight hours a day. So he, I know the guy who helped him. He predicted Devers' breakout season. I think he's here to stay. Not only has his defense been improved drastically, I mean, this guy was Miguel and Duhar level coming into 2019, and now he's naturally actually respectable defensive third baseman. And the power's there. He's shown it since day one, since he that home run off Aurelis of Chapman to tie the game against the Yankees that one game. So he's the real deal, and I would not be surprised if he's even like a top four or top three by the end of the year.
1: Josh Donaldson is at number six for me. Now, I would not have signed Donaldson to a four-year deal, but I think last year in that prove-it deal with Atlanta, he proved that he is still certainly one of the better power hitters in baseball and definitely at the third base position. I'm not sure what Donaldson has left of the tank. He's certainly not the MVP candidate from a few years ago, but I think that Minnesota made a move that had to be made if they want to outslug the Yankees, in the postseason because that's been their bugaboo, getting past the Yankees.
0: Most definitely. I got Suarez coming in at six. Just like we mentioned, the Reds got a lot better. He hits a lot of home runs. He drives them in, and a better team usually equates to more productivity.
2: Number five, what you got, Adam? I got Josh Donaldson here. He is, he's not 2015 Josh Johnson, like he mentioned, Ryan, but he is still really, really good. And honestly, he has so much protection, maybe even more protection, I would dare say, in this Twins lineup. And I can certainly see a repeat of 2019, if not a little bit better.
1: Here's a guy whose name we have not heard so far. Number five, I'm going Jeff McNeil. Now, ah, the one thing like that. that scares me about McNeil is the fact that Once he starts to hit for power, and he tries to hit for power, I should say, it sacrifices his batting average, which then sacrifices his ability to get on base. And I understand that power is now the name of the game in baseball, especially for this third base position. But Jeff McNeil, at the end of the day, guys, he's up there with Anthony Rendon and Alex Bregman and Nolan Arenado and Mike Trout and all these guys who can easily hit 300, 320 if they really wanted to. Jack McNeil is that kind of player and I think that he's going to play third base full-time for this New York Mets team. And I think that 162 games at third base, he's going to play outfield sometimes, but I think that's going to help him out defensively as well.
0: I love that. I'm a Mets fan. El Jeppe is my man. I don't know if he's considered a full-time third baseman yet. I would have thrown him in there if I considered that. I got in this spot, I got Josh Donaldson. I have to agree with Adam here. The bringer of rain, wherever that nickname came from, I don't know. But uh, he still can hit ding-dongs. He's on a good team. They might match 330 home runs. Who knows?
2: Number four, Adam. So you guys will probably both say that he's placed too low. But honestly, I just think the top three is better. So for number four, I have Nolan Arenado. And I love this guy. I think he is one of the best two-way players in baseball. But you gotta look at the course field effect. He is a completely different player at home than he is on the road. His OPS is, I think, over 900 at home, and on the road is just under 800. So, very, very different. And, 100, you know? That's a good amount. That's a good, that's amount. That's a good well. amount. And it, it's not Charlie Blackman where it's like 200 plus, but that's a good amount. Tell me, not that I don't think Arenado would be able to hit 40 home runs if he played in any other ballpark. Maybe Yankee Stadium, but Coors Field know. definitely helps. I know it's a hot take, but that's just my... That's a hot take. I don't know.
0: I don't know about that.
1: Hot take to win extent. I mean, I have Arenado in my top three. I personally have him third, <laughs> so he's coming up soon. But I have Matt Chapman at four, and... I wouldn't be surprised if we're rethinking this this time next year where he's top two or even top one because he has massively improved on the offensive side of the ball. I still think that he's more known for being a defensive first shortstop, uh, third baseman, excuse me, which is totally fine. But I do want to see Matt Chapman... Improve offensively mm-hmm. for another year, and then he can really consider himself to be a true MVP candidate. And Oakland is going to need him badly if they want to beat this Houston team and a much improved Los Angeles Angels team heading down the stretch of October.
0: I have to agree, Chapman. He hit a lot of home runs. He drove in a lot of runs. He helped the A's win 97 games. He's only 27. Let's get into number three.
2: So this is where I have Matt Chapman. And I'm sorry, 35 home runs is not just a, a truly defensive player. But I do hear what you're saying, Ryan. I think if Chapman can do this on a consistent basis, heck, if he even gets to 40 home runs at at the Oakland A's Stadium, he can really put himself as one of the best third basemen in baseball. And I do believe we're going to see – Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I do believe we're going to see a repeat of next year. But honestly, defensive side, he might be the best – Defensive player in the game. He could be better than Arenado, which I know is tough.
0: I never Hot take. I don't know. I don't know about that. Arenado's more flashy, right.
2: but I think Chapman's just a bit more consistent.
0: Arenado got a gold glove every single season he's been in. Baseball, this guy's so. a back to back platinum
2: winner. You don't see that every day either. And winning platinum gloves and gold
1: gloves at Coors Field, I mean, that's where it kind of hurts you playing defense. But Nolan Arenado has been just fine. And speaking of Arenado, like I said, I have him in third. And that kind of hit the nail on the head before because Coors Field definitely helps him out. And I feel kind of like a hypocrite because I always said that Larry Walker is by far a Hall of Famer. But I think Nolan Arenado is a lot different from Coors Field and on the road. Now, He's still a gifted ball player. He is probably – it's either him or Matt Chapman for the best defensive third baseman in all the baseball. And Nolan Arenado is consistently an MVP candidate. But this is where Coors Field, that effect does hurt because his numbers are a lot different at home and on the road. But still, at the end of the day, this guy is great.
0: I have to agree. Arenado is the gold standard for third baseman. I know we talk about defense – For good measure, he's hit 35 or more home runs in five consecutive seasons, topping the 40-dinger mark in three of those. He has played uh, a little worse away from Coors, but like Ryan said, the ball jumps off the bat at Coors Field, and to rack up all those gold gloves is impressive. Number two, Adam.
2: This is where I have Alex Bregman, and he could easily be the number one player, but I just want to see him... Repeat 2019. His on-base percentage might even go up a higher, depending on how many times he gets plunked this season. And the power's still there. And it would also be nice to see him completely at third base and not to take over at shortstop, as he's a much better third baseman defensively than he is over at his natural and old position. But he's the real deal. I just think with, and I'll get to this. Number one, Rendon's just a, a little bit better. And he also has a Hey,
0: hey, hey. We're at number two. I'm just saying. I'm comparing. I'm comparing. I know. I know. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Come on. Come on. Hold your horses.
1: Yeah, I guess Adam uh, really blew it because everyone thought that Mike Mustakis was going to be number one. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But uh, I have Bregman second also. And pretty much for all the same reasons that you said, Adam. But here's something that I think a lot of people, uh, this might be a reach. This might be the petty Yankee fan in me. But... I really want to see what Alex Bregman does, and I'm not saying that they were cheating in 2019, yeah. but I really want to see what Alex Bregman does with all eyes on him. And I think that Houston has, I mean, granted, we don't really know what's going on with the season yet, so they're not going to be booed 81 times in the year. It's looking probably like 50 games now. But at the end of the day, guys, Houston has a lot of eyeballs on them. That's a lot of pressure for Bregman. He's great, but it's a question mark.
0: Okay. Okay. Number two, I got Anthony Rendon. He is the Met killer. I've had nightmares. Like we said about this guy. Oh, he just appears in all my nightmares, just killing the Mets. He's going to benefit hitting with trout. That angels lineup's going to be real exciting. Number one, who do you guys got?
2: I know <laughs> I spilled the beans a tad too early. I couldn't help myself, but Rendon has been under it for years He finally, finally broke out, truly, in 2019, and he is here to stay. We are certainly going to see a repeat of that in 2020, if and when we play like Ryan mentioned, and he could be even better with Trout hitting in front of him.
1: Yeah, Anthony Rendon is finally getting the recognition that he certainly deserves. This is not just a one-year wonder. He's been underrated for a few years now, and I've seen this guy play a lot of ball games over the last couple of years. He made a lot of trips to Queens, and I spent a lot of my time there working for the Mets. So I got to watch Anthony Rendon pretty much kill the Mets for, for the last two years. But now, I mean, he had protection from Juan Soto, who was a great ball player. Now he has protection from Mike Trout. I mean, the sky is the limit for this guy, and he hits for contact. He hits for power. He's a good defender. In my opinion, he's number one.
0: All right. I know you guys love Rendon. Bregman is my dude at age 25, turning 26. He slashed 296 batting average, 41 home runs, 112 RBIs, 119 walks. That's a big number right there. His 119 walks. Yeah, he came in second, and you can't beat Trout, but Bregman's a a little dude, too. You know, it's so impressive that he does this at his body size. And I'm not saying he's bigger than me. I'm not saying I'm a big man, but Bregman for his size, 41 home runs. Woof. I can't see him falling off like that, but we shall see. There's going to be balls thrown his way, and I hope it doesn't get to that. I hope we even get baseball this year, but that's all, folks. We're going to get to outfielders, or first baseman tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed it. We're going to keep pumping them out like no other. Any last words, boys?
1: You
2: guys are bored. So are we. Stay safe. We're trying to help you guys out. I just hope we'll get to see baseball this season. I just saw I got an alert from Bleach Report saying they have, might have to wait two-plus months now, which doesn't look good.
0: That stinks. That's all, folks. Peace.